A dear friend I am excited to bring back on these airwaves, Mr. Wesley Scantlin of Puddle of Mud is my special guest. What's up? How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing, buddy? You know, that's an interesting question in 2020. Normally I would give you the stock answer, but... uh... (laughs) It's a little strange, baby. Like my uh, friend in Seattle put it to me the other day, um, like he said the other day, surviving the apocalypse. Yeah, it's... Dude. No question. Hey, it's great to have you back on these airwaves again. Thanks for your time today. You got it. Thanks for your time as well, bro. It was August of 2019 last we spoke, just a few weeks ahead of the release of Puddle of Mud's latest album, Welcome to Galvania, when COVID-19 wasn't even a part of the lexicon and wouldn't be for another half a year or so. So I guess my first question to you, Wes, is how are you in this hunkered down state we find ourselves? Um, I'm doing well. I mean, you know, fortunately, um, you know, I'm, I'm a songwriter and I got, you know, multiple acoustic guitars ready to go. Um, and I just, I've been writing, um, you know, a little fearful, I don't know, a little, you know, I'm isolating, but in my, you know, in my last, like, you know, 20 some odd years, um, you know, we've, we've been on tour buses, you know, very isolated and, um, you know, airplanes and isolated and, you know, you know, it's kind of almost like a little break, you know, even though, you know, it kind of sounds weird for me to say that, but yeah, it sounds... I enjoy this little kind of time off in a little in a sense, you know? Yeah, I do. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because I think it's kind of a 50-50 split for people I've talked to. Some of them, like me, the older I get, Wes, and I would never ask you what your age is, but I will tell you at my age, the thing I'm trying to do is slow time down. And if there's a silver lining to this entire situation, I feel like I've been able to take a breath and slow down just a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Um, shoot. I mean, I get it, you know, I'm like basically writing another album, you know, and um, recording and stuff, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, just writing, recording, and, you know, staying safe and, you know, being uh, aware of the, uh, the, you know, the sort of, I guess, rules that you got to kind of abide by to uh, stop the... uh, stop the spread you know sure where do you reside these days and how have you been kind of spending your time since march besides writing music well you know just been staying inside um you know i'm in uh, i'm in burbank california um you know weather here is really nice uh the the street that i live on is like a very peaceful you know family ran street you know um and you know hey you know like um like we both agreed on you know it's kind of Kind of a nice little, you know, little touchy, awesome little break. The main reason I ask, Wes, is because restrictions are so varied state by state, and it's always interesting to hear about things you're able to actually do if you're in, say, California versus Florida or Texas or where I'm at in Iowa. They're worlds of difference. Yeah, you guys got a little bit more leniency, I believe, out there, right? It it has to do with the governor of each state, which is interesting. So I always like talking to folks in California and other places of the country because just they're living so differently state to state, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, most of the, uh, you know, citizens in California, you know, where I I reside, um, are, you know, are sticking to the plan, you know, following the rules, wearing the masks, and, uh, you know, kind of, distancing you know everybody actually around here uh you know follows the uh follows the guidelines you know indeed are there any weird things that have come about uh due to lockdowns and such you're you're on your own you're not just netflix and chilling all the time you're you're, inevitably you're going to find some new hobbies probably right yeah you know what um yeah 
cooking as well. Um, you know, for my whole life, I've been watching cooking shows. And, uh, you know, I'm watching like Beat Bobby Play and Chopped and, you know, everything on the Food Network channel. I like the, the Good Eats show is really funny. That, that guy is really awesome. Alton um, Brown. Yeah, he's the man. I love that, dude. That guy explains it to the T. Yes, he know? does. <laughs> you know, he is freaking like a freaking cook ninja. Yep. And uh, he, he's got a great personality as well. But I love watching the cooking shows. And, uh, you know, I love cooking. We're actually, like, having our friend, uh, this uh, this Italian standing. Her name, her last name's Standing. She comes over. She ripped out some super amazing shrimp, like, scampi, like, the last two days in a row. And we're thinking about just actually paying her to come over here and just, <laughs> just make just make shrimp okay? <laughs> i love it i alluded to welcome to galvania and you recently put out a lyric video for go to hell which was an early standout track for me when i first started digging into the album i've always liked that song considering all you've been through and we'll touch on your sobriety here shortly there's an element of redemption in writing these songs and putting out this album, I'm sure, for you. And it's not just on the surface. Even back when we spoke in August of last year, Wes, I could detect something like almost spiritual going on there, too, which may or may not tie into this new song. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, God is real, believe me. Um, I have prayed to, uh, to God my whole life and uh, basically thank Him for anything and everything that happens. And uh, ask him for a little favor, you know, and, uh, you know, actually, you know, say I'm with you too, God. You know, I'm, I'm on your team and, you know, um, I appreciate everything that's happened in my life. And, um, you know, and God is real, man. Believe me. <laughs> I certainly do. Puddle of Mud frontman Wes Scantlin is my special guest. Have you found it more or less difficult to maintain sober living at home as opposed to the hectic itinerary of a touring cycle, or are they equally tough for you? Nope, not a difference at all. You just, you know, one day at a time and uh, keep your head on straight and, you know, just keep writing and, you know, exercise and movement, um, you know, is a balance. I like to, uh, I like to exercise and do some aerobic type stuff, not too heavy, kind of take it easy. If you're going to, if you're going to like, kind of sort of do some like a kind of a workout you don't don't like go big you know just start off you know mellow you know get your get your uh, your body and stuff in line you know absolutely it's important to do that stuff especially once you get back out on the road and play some shows that said i've asked this question to nearly every artist i've talked to over the past several months i'm curious to what you think it'll take to get us back out and enjoying live rock shows again well i think I've I've seen on the on the on the TV and stuff that there's like a few de- vaccines, Pfizer or something. Um, they're going to distribute. You know, I'm sure everybody already knows this to you know the frontline nurses and doctors and stuff, and then the you know the uh, police departments and stuff like that. And anybody that has to get out there in the in the world and you know keep the world kind of flowing. Um, I you know, and there, there's a few other vaccines that are coming out too. So. I, I hope and I pray and I thank God for the for the uh, the solutions that's uh, you know the solutions that are they're coming to uh, coming to be and um, you know um, I'm surprised I ain't had this but I possibly may have actually had this virus a few times um, because I was in all the hot spots touring for the last like two and a half three years so it was a miracle I'm not sure if I had it or I didn't have it but 
I'm a very healthy guy. In terms of live shows, I know everybody's dying to get out there again. I'm sure you're no different. And one reason I ask about touring is because 2021 happens to be the 20th anniversary of Puddle of Mud's debut album, Come Clean. And I've heard a few rumors floating around that you're hoping to commemorate the anniversary somehow next year. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. And we're going to, you know, we're just hoping that we can get back to, uh, you know, being able to go to concerts and stuff like that. And, you know, there's um, there's a, a solution on the on the dance floor because um, um, shit, man, it's awesome to uh, to play awesome live shows and and uh, basically interact with your uh, your fellow humans. You know, absolutely. Well, tell me about uh, Come Clean at the anniversary. Is there is there an, an anniversary edition of the album coming out next year as well? Um, that could definitely happen. Um, my management team, um, who is my my family at this point now, which is awesome. Um, they got, well, it's, you know, it's like my sister and my mother and my father and everybody's just really, you know, basically on board Cool. and, uh, they got the girls. Now I'll tell you what, the ladies in the world, you know, the ladies are, they're clever, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're decisive and they got, uh, they got my, they got a lot of tricks up their sleeve <laughs> and, you know, as far as like, you know, they're planning things. They're, they're better at. I think they're better at planning things than, especially me, of course. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's real, man. They, they plan stuff out, and they're looking, they're looking into the future all the time. And uh, I'm just a little songwriter over here trying to rock. Sure, I what I do. I get that. Take me back to the late '90s and early 2000s, if you could, leading up to your introduction to Fred Durst, signing that deal, writing and recording those songs on "Come Clean." It's amazing they still connect like they do 20 years after the fact. What are your some of your fondest memories of that period of time, Wes? Um, you know, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff. I mean, I mean, we were, you know, we started rocking. Um, the band formed in Kansas City and um, like ninety, the ninety one or ninety two, uh, down by the river, the Missouri River, underneath the uh, Broadway Bridge down in uh, Kansas City, my awesomest, awesome town of all time. <laughs> um, and um, we got together. We we you know we locally were basically like a cover band, and we were just kind of going around and um, you know regionally too. Um, and um, you know uh, we had some interest from uh from different labels and stuff um and uh and then all you know everything kind of like went you know, south because um you know there was some band feuds that happened so i had a lot of different musicians in this band um when it was all said and done and i basically was given up i went to a family values concert with one of my buddies and uh, a really big fan of mine had uh you know had recorded all the all the you know both the the albums onto um, a uh, cassette two cassette tapes and mailed them to my house in Claycoma, Missouri. And then me and my friend Big Dave were going to go to this Family Values concert, and uh, we went up in there. We had like these box seats, and uh, and uh, you know my other friend that I had been kind of like you know jamming with. Um, he had made these fake backstage passes <laughs> and so we, uh, he gave me one and he said that he had been talking to Fred Durst, uh, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuits, uh, you know, his security guard. So we went backstage and I gave, uh, Fred security guard the demo tape and, um, 
that was it. And then we, we basically left because they didn't have any, they weren't selling beer. So <laughs> we had to bounce. <laughs> oh, man. So corn, corn and ice cube and limp biscuit, you know. We got to see corn and then biscuit, and then we just took off and went and got some. Uh, we went and got like a thirty pack, and uh, went back to the lake and uh, started catfishing with chicken livers, and uh, you know. And then I left the next day to go pick up uh, me and this uh, this girl I was dating. Her, we were going to pick her daughter up in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, I got a, I got a page on my old kind of pager thing. And uh, it was my friend, Big Dave. And uh, he said Fred had called and said to go to the New Orleans airport immediately and go to Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you're on your way to Mobile, so what do you do? <laughs> well, I was already there at a Super 8 motel. But oh. Seriously, I ran around the freaking entire hotel, like, freaking in my underwear, screaming, <laughs> screaming at people. Like, I went into the front desk and just was like, it was, it was kind of, I don't know, it was pretty funny. I was very excited, so, you know. And that's the uh, start of your surreal life right there, man. Well, it was pretty much it. It was pretty incredible. You know, I prayed to uh, I prayed to God that night, and I was going to stop playing music and be a, you know, be a supporting father and pay child support. And, um, and uh, that was, you know, my goal was to basically just be a bartender on uh, Bourbon Street and, you know, do that. You know, do that until I figure something else out. But yeah, uh, and so I thanked God, and I was like, "I'm done." And I woke up, and he's like, "Nope, it's on." They say God works in mysterious ways, Wes. You know that? <laughs> it still freaking makes me laugh. And so you have almost an entire new album of material. You said, "Yeah, what else am I gonna do?" You know, this is great actually for any songwriter in the world. Um, this is like really amazingly awesome, but. At the same time, a little bit kind of scary, um, but it, you know, this is almost seriously like being in a studio writing environment for me. I mean, um, you know, unfortunately, the technology nowadays with this crazy iPhone I got, my sister sent to me. Um, I've been recording like all kinds of really cool stuff on this thing, and it just it does everything. It's you know, I wish I would have had this when I was like you know twelve, thirteen, you know, to, you know, all, the whole time. Could you imagine? I would. I'd never leave my house. My kids don't want to leave their house now. Yeah, I mean, I was recording on a karaoke machine. Man, oh wow! Like, like cassette tapes and stuff, and like <laughs> having to switch the tapes and record like bass and vocal, or you know, or yeah, beat and then bass, and then on one tape you record that, then you switch them, then you record the uh, then you record the vocal. But once you get past like three, like switches. It, it gets really mushy, but it still works, you know. That's incredible, man. Yeah. You find yourself uh, doing a lot of that recording on your phone then, huh? I, I actually have been doing a, a bunch of it. I actually have studio time tomorrow um, um, right down the street, thank God. I mean, there's, there's studios everywhere around here. Sure. So, But it is convenient, and it's very fun. And, um, you know, fortunately, with the amount of time that I've been able to be, you know, just kind of locked down, um, I've been able to actually kind of, you know, basically learn and uh, it's very educational and very fun and very inspirational. And you can, 
You can do all kinds of different stuff on this, this garage band stuff now. It's insane. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're doing well, Wes. It's great to catch up with you, my man, and uh, look forward to some new music out of you in the near future. And I've got my fingers crossed that we can someday, one day, all get together in a room and, and get sweaty at a rock show. Oh, right? Yeah, I need that, actually. I appreciate you very, very much. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, it was great talking to you, man. Anytime. You're welcome anytime. You got it. All right. Have a great day. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang.